now, Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers. He's a husband, father of nine, former state legislator, entrepreneur, patriot, and the producer of the award-winning film, Agenda, Grinding America Down. Hello, this is Curtis Bowers. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I've noticed over the last several months the talk focusing on global government, global governance, world citizenship, and things like that at a level we've never seen before. Ten years ago, I mean just ten short years ago, if you would have mentioned the elite want to implement a world government, everyone would have said, oh, you're nuts. Take off your tinfoil hat. I mean, I remember saying that to people. They just thought it was the craziest thing to even mention that. Well, today, all are calling for it. And I think the vast majority of the world would welcome it if they tried to implement it at this point. The farther away from the people power is positioned, the less effective it will be in protecting the individual and providing peace freedom, security, and the rule of law. And that's what I want to talk about today, the lie of global government and look at world citizenship and what that means and show you some of the roots of that movement. COVID-19 has been the crisis they've been waiting for to kind of reset the entire world system and wanting it to become a big enough deal that total government control becomes necessary, of course, from their point of view. If people are fearful enough, they can create the condition in which people will accept it. Europe, if you take a look at it right now, they are on the verge of total collapse economically. They were already hanging by a thread because of all their socialist programs and all their aging population and no young children to fill their position in society because they've rejected the blessings of children for 70 years in Europe. This crisis could be, if it continues on another month or so, enough to completely collapse Europe, which is a pretty big deal. And the more countries that find themselves in that position the more people and nations are going to be willing to step up and demand the world do something to help them. And who is the world? It's us. America is the only country that has excess, the only country that, because of our freedoms, is so productive, we have a higher standard of living than anyone else. And so we're the ones to be robbed. And I think there's going to be a cry for a tax put on America or on the internet to fund the United Nations to start socializing the world because of this crisis that has been exacerbated by doing foolish things to deal with it. And some of my other podcasts have already gotten into that. But I want to start today by going back 75 years. I bought this old book called I Want to Be Like Stalin in a little antique bookstore in Franklin, Tennessee years ago. There was a little booklet that had been placed inside it by somebody and I didn't even notice it till I got the book home and I opened it up and the little pamphlet is called World Citizenship from 1945. 
And I want you to know this. So when you hear talk of universal ID, universal vaccinations, universal health care, universal incomes and things, this isn't something just coming out of nowhere. It's something they've been working on for at least 75 years, but even longer than that. But let me read you a couple little excerpts from this and picture 1945 America. Okay, it says this about sovereignty. The advancement of human society from the family to the local community, from the local community to the state, and from the state to the nation involved in each stage a redistribution of our sovereignty. <laughs> They're saying there used to be originally just the family and then slowly a local community came about and so some of the sovereignty from the family had to go to that. And then the state came about, so some of the sovereignty of the local community had to go to the state. And then the nation came about, so then some of the state sovereignty had to go to the nation. And listen to this then, 1945. By practicing world citizenship, we shall redistribute our sovereignty over our families. They want control of our families, our local community, our state, our nation, and our world. I mean, this is trying to sell this to the people of the world 75 years ago as the solution to our problems. And over the years, through the educational system, they have slowly persuaded more and more people to be involved in this. This talks about this. And this is a little pamphlet you could buy by the thousands for like one cent each to give out. As a world citizen, you can work most effectively to achieve your aims by advocating world citizenship in all your relations and on every level of political action, local, national, and world. Believing in an effective world organization with a world bill of rights, a world constitution, a world government, a world police force, world laws, and world courts, you should, as a local citizen, do all in your power to win adherence for this great cause. And then it goes on to tell you, do this through home, through your schools, through your churches, through your clubs and associations and civic groups. And buy this little pamphlet and give out thousands of copies to change the world. It's unbelievable. But I wanted you to hear that right directly from this document from 75 years ago so you understand this is what has been taught in our schools and universities now for close to 75 years. Right in this booklet from 75 years ago, it says this. What can you do if you're a teacher? And it gives you all these steps of things to do. But it says, it is encouraging to know that the National Education Association has an important plank of its platform, the teaching of world citizenship. That's back in 1945. The National Education Association, which is still in charge of our schools today, the most powerful organization, back in 1945, they had as one of their planks in their platform to teach world citizenship. You wonder what's happened to America. You shouldn't. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. So they need global crises to have global solutions to get global control. Okay, 
But we know from history, we know from today, we know from wise men like Edmund Burke, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. The reason it can never work is because man is so corrupt. And the further you get power away from the individual, the more the individual will be abused. And every big government in the history of civilizations has abused its people. And yet the cry to solve our current problems is big government, world government. Do you understand, would you have a world government, then you just have a few people dictating to the entire world what's going to happen and how we're going to deal with something. Would you have 200 individual countries, then at least you have 200 different nations all trying different things, working through different solutions, and able to be little test cases of, hey, this works. A lot of us weren't doing what was helpful, but Ireland has come up with a solution to this. It's like a little blessing of all these test markets to figure out what's best. If you have one thing being done by one government, if it's not right, then it's wrong and it hurts everybody. And that's why our founders said they wanted most of the sovereignty of America to be in the hands of the states. Then you would have 50 little laboratories of experiments and trial and error to help benefit all the 50 states. And the federal government had almost no power except to keep law and order and be in charge of a military system to protect the country from threats from without. And then the police would be to protect people from threats from within. It was a very simple system. And even the states had most of the power in their jurisdiction given out to the little counties and cities and towns where you would have more and more laboratories of experiment and trial in figuring out the best ways to give the most freedom to the most people and successfully allow them to reap the benefits of their hard work while not having their rights infringed on by anyone else. And boy, have we come a long way in the wrong direction. Now, we have seen an unprecedented attack on President Trump, of course, because he has the exact opposite agenda. He wants to make America great again. And they have no interest in any leader of any country making any country great again by itself. That's why at the 60s radical statement it's by any means necessary anything he has to be stopped and dr fauci and, and some of those ultra liberal doctors of course they are part of the agenda as well they are not looking after the best interest of the american people they never have if you study their careers he is rotten to the core a radical leftist who has used medicine his whole life to gain power for big pharma to manipulate people and to benefit himself. So he is not the, the typical doctor that is sacrificing and dedicated and committed because they love helping people. China is the model for the world of what this new world will look like. And they're just a test run. They're, they are setting up the surveillance state there. They're setting up all the different monitoring systems with 5G. They're setting up all the mechanics of how this world government will operate as a kind of a test 
case scenario. And so we can look over there and see how crazy it is where drones come and fly outside your home. And if you come outside when you're not supposed to, they start yelling at you to get back inside your house and things like that. We've entered a brave new world. And I think it's hard for all of us to acknowledge because we're still in America. We still have freedom in our homes. We still have freedom in so many areas that it's hard to comprehend that how close we are, just a few steps from that changing overnight to a totalitarian state and all of a sudden total surveillance, total control where we won't decide what we do or how we do it or if we're going to be vaccinated or not. It will be all pushed on us and now is the time to stand and know that you're not alone in standing. There are millions of Americans that love freedom, love their health, and are not going to be injecting themselves with poison by a new world order, by the Bill Gates that want to reduce the population of the world to 500 million people. Do you realize that? I know many of you might go, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Do you understand the implications if they're wanting to eliminate almost 7 billion people? People that want to do that, then they look at a virus as a blessing. It's like, oh, it's wonderful. It wiped out X number of people. Maybe we can create a more powerful virus that will do even more. That's what's going on here. They hate people. It's hard to have 7 billion plus slaves. They'd like 500 million slaves living in probably an area the size of Texas to produce everything they want and need. And then everybody else will be done away with. And so they can live the life of being the king of the world like they want and have all the luxuries they want with the slave labor to produce it. And then they can pillage the resources of the entire world because no one will be there to watch and just get richer and richer and richer. It's a lust for power that's hard to comprehend. Another element of this that is huge is Pope Francis. He's the first pope ever that I know of that came out of the Jesuit order, which is a globalist one world government organization. He's a radical Marxist, and he is really talking a lot about we have to have world government. And he keeps talking about fraternity and human fraternity, which is their fancy flowery term for world government. And the globalists know, too, they need the pope on their side to convince the world they're not anti-religion. So they love when they can get religious leaders on their side. But of course, the Pope, that is such a huge religious leader, when they have him 100% on board, where he will just brainwash the masses with his propaganda of gods for world government and all this, that's, that's a key thing. He's been pushing through his Global Education Pact 2020 to change education worldwide. Even recently at the World Government Summit, he was the keynote speaker, the Pope. <laughs> so they know he is a vital player in helping this come about. What's interesting with the Global Educational Pact 2020 conference, it says they want to prepare for global citizenship and global government. <laughs> Remember my little booklet, World Citizenship? Same thing. 75 years later. The Pope also, to show how evil he is, has erected a demon god statue, an idol, literally, of Moloch, 
inside the Colosseum in Rome. And for the Catholic Church to be pro-life and then for the leader of the Catholic Church to put up an idol who we know from the Bible and history, it was an idol that was only satisfied when you threw your living babies into the fires underneath it and had them be consumed. So child sacrifice, he's glorifying that. At the same time, he's calling for world government. At the same time, he's acting like he's pro-life, which of course he is not. There's so many of these things going on. I just wanted to give you an overview of the world citizenship, the world government that is being cried for now at a level like it never has been before in our lifetimes. And all the mechanics are there. And that's why we have to stand against it. 99% of the countries of the world could care less if there was a one world government or not. They're, they're in a survival mode of just getting by each day. They wouldn't care. Their own elected officials don't listen to them anyway. They could care less. America is the one stumbling block to implementing their evil plans to destroy, to abuse, and slaughter the innocent. You can never have people governing you that do not live very close by to where you live. So they understand your situation, your state, your town, your city, your county, and global governance, of course, means they don't even live in the same country as you do, and you're not even electing them and don't know them and would never get to know them. And so the whole idea is just absurd. But when you've been in charge of the educational system for 70, 80 years, and you've brainwashed the individuals with the belief that, yes, it's better when you concentrate power in the hands of a few, even though everything from observation, from history, says, no, no, that's not true. It's always horrible when you concentrate power for anything. If it's in a church organization, if it's in a governmental thing, if it's in a health situation, any situation, when you concentrate power in the hands of a few, it's devastating for all, except the few that will position things to be a blessing to them. Everyone just needs to realize Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Independents, they want to take away your freedom. That's the core bottom line issue. They want to be in total control of your life. And I've never met anyone in my life that wants that. And yet it seems like so many think it would be a good thing without realizing what they're really for in, in being for a world government. They, of course, package everything to sound so good. And that's the way it's always been and always will be. But the cry from here on out, you will see in every crisis that happens, economic, health-wise, uh, climate change, the need for global government and world citizenship is going to be pushed and pushed and pushed. One of the reasons why a world government socialist system is so appealing to most of the countries of the world is because socialism is appealing to anyone who thinks they're going to get more out than they have put in. Whether in America or anywhere else, the only people attracted to socialism are those that feel they're going to be at the top and get more than they put in, 
or people at the bottom, most countries of the world would be happy to have world government today because they realize, you know what? We're bound to get more out of a world government than we're going to have to give. And so just the selfish flesh of man is always prone to want to be in any system where you're going to get something for nothing is the bottom line. And that's how they're pushing this. That's how they're going to get the world to coerce America into submitting to this system. And we in America have such a huge problem going because so many of our politicians are also people that would love to get a world system going in hopes that they would be able to work their way up in that system and control the world because they have a lust for power. Just this COVID-19 situation has shown us the governors that in their hearts are tyrants. I mean, they have no authority to ever tell anyone to stay in their home for any reason. They can recommend things that they have zero authority. And yet they're arresting people or someone opening their business, throwing them in jail. It shows their hearts. That's the problem that is far greater. We have a system that has attracted people that love power over others. They don't take it as a duty, as a responsibility, and that they're truly a public servant and they're underneath us. They're to bless and protect and help us in a way that would not allow others to abuse their power over us and to uphold the law. That's a thing of the past. And we've got to change that. We've got to throw all the bums out of the 535 members of Congress and Senate at the federal level. There's probably not 10 that have kept their oath of office, that have really stood for the people, that have really done everything they can to be our servants and to be constitutional in their behaviors. And that is just a travesty. We also need to face the facts that we need to be more vigilant now than ever because all the technology is waiting in the wings to enslave us. There's surveillance capabilities, the universal IDs and vaccinations with the nano microchip technology injected into us, the ID2020 and the Bill Gates and the Microsofts and the Rockefeller Foundations. Global government, whenever it is reached, will be impossible to influence in any way, shape or form. It will be putting 100% authority, like I said before, in the hands of just a few. And no one on any side, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, should be interested in that. Because if it's not your particular person there, they're going to have total power over you. And I know a Democrat wouldn't want Republicans with 100% absolute totalitarian control over them, just like a Republican wouldn't want a Democrat to do that. And we need to be prepared and there's many ways to be prepared. We need to be prepared by understanding the times and educating others. We need to be prepared now that we see how fragile our systems are. In January, we had the most booming economy in the history of the world, and now it has totally collapsed a few months later. If things get really bad through a natural disaster or through an economic collapse or rioting or things, we need 
to have thought through where would we go? What would we do? Is it good right here at home where we are or should we go somewhere else? We need to be thinking because we are heading toward world government. We are heading toward totalitarian control over every single aspect of our life, period. That is the facts. And if you ignore it, you will ignore it to your own detriment. And we need to be connected with others that have our same worldview so we're not alone in this. We need to get to know people in our community. We need to get to know the military, the firefighters, the police, the sheriffs, our elected officials, reminding them they are there for only one reason, and that's to protect us. If they're asked to turn against us, they need to turn on those in authority over them. And they need to understand their oath to the Constitution is an oath to protect our rights as individuals. It's not even to protect America. It's to protect our individual rights from enemies outside of this country and enemies inside this country. And we need to be prepared in many ways so we are not caught off guard when crises come, because they will. And we need to be prepared with food and medicines and necessities and always having extra for those around us to be a blessing to them. We need to be able to protect ourselves. We need to have thought through plan B, C, and D in case things really got bad. And we need to start building our courage to stand even if it seems everyone's against us. Because the main way they will accomplish their goals is by us giving them the power they desire out of our fearfulness of not being able to handle our own situations, not being able to decide when we need to put a mask on ourselves, or wash our hands or stay home. We need to be responsible so we don't need a babysitter to dictate 24 hours a day, seven days a week of what we could and should be doing. Keep praying for our president, praying for our country, and preparing yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, and economically for uncertain times because they have arrived and I think they will be with us for quite a while. I also wanted to let you know that Agenda Grinding America Down is now available to watch for free on the Curtis Bowers YouTube channel. And please watch it if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a couple years because it's very important information. And then share it with anyone you think might be interested. 90 minutes can change people's lives sometimes when they learn things they didn't know and understand things better. So we'd appreciate your help in that. Also wanted to let you know if you're listening on the Anchor platform, there is an option there where you can become a monthly supporter. And it's either $1 a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. But it's a great blessing to us if you wanted to do something like that because it allows us to be freed up to produce more good content to influence and open people's eyes and encourage and change the direction our country is heading. So thanks again so much for listening. Keep praying. God is still on his throne. God bless you. Please remember to subscribe to Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers, sharing the weekly podcasts with like-minded family and friends.